Hello, everyone, and inside today's episode of Locked On Canadians, the preseason is tonight, Monday night. We have our three up and three down from training camp and so much more all inside today's show. For Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 692 of Lockdown Canadians, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're listening to this wherever you get your podcasts, or if you are watching our shining faces on YouTube, thank you so much. Please subscribe and continue to pay, uh, pay close attention. The season is right around the corner. And with that, I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. You know me. You might hate me. I don't know. It's the internet. Some people do that for in. They are wrong and incorrect all of the time. I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba. Laura, the preseason is tonight, Monday night. We are recording this Sunday evening before the Habs take on the Devils at the Bell Center and after the red and white scrimmage. Finally, uh, somewhat meaningful hockey is back, and I I didn't think I was going to miss it as much as I have until now. I'm excited for the preseason game. I love whenever this time of year rolls around and people are always like, The preseason means nothing. The preseason means nothing. When you are a rebuilding team, the preseason means everything. This is a chance for the young players to show the NHL brass what they've got, and you want to see them bringing their best. They might not be fully formed, fully refined players. They might be players that will need development going forward, but you still want to see their best. You still want to see the intensity that they bring. In fact, there was so much intensity that... Some of the returning players have injured each other because they're so excited to see each other. I'm sure we'll talk about this in a later segment uh, today. But I just think that, you know, we're going to we're going to recap all the preseason games. You know, it, it, it's it's what we do on the show. We've gained a lot of followers over the course of the off season of the Montreal Canadiens. So for anyone who's new, we recap all the games. So the following morning will be or right after midnight will be when you get our thoughts on a night's game. We'll obviously have mailbags every Friday. Uh, sometimes we'll have to move them if there's a special guest or special occasion. But there will be a weekly mailbag for sure. We're going to continue to bring on guests as much as we can because there are some days that are off days. Uh, and I'm just excited to have games to cover again. And I'm, I'm excited to see a lot of these rookies play. I'm excited to see what even the returning players have got. And I, I'm just, I'm so, I, I've missed the Habs, right? Since Martin St. Louis came in, they've had fun playing hockey. We've had fun watching them play hockey. And I expect that to continue all season long. And that's the thing is that it's like, I was like, okay, the off season's nice to get a little bit of break between the draft and free agency. And then it's like, oh, by the way, prospect camps here. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's like, by the way, the prospect tournament is here. And now training camp is open. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, preseason hockey's already back. I looked at the schedule. I was like, no, we've got like another week still of like training camp, don't we? And nope. Monday, uh, I almost said August, September 26th, the Canadians will be taking on the New Jersey Devils. And for those who uh, looked at the lines for the red and white scrimmage, those who didn't play in this game, it's because they were likely to play in Monday night's game and also that there are 74 of them. And that included Cole Caulfield, Kirby Doc, um, Caden Gooley and Uri Slavkovsky, which uh, is a huge vote of confidence, I think, in all these. They want to see what these young guys can do. 
And it's kind of that core of the offseason there. We've talked a lot about Cole Caulfield. We want to know what Kirby Doc can do. We want to see Uri Slavkovsky in another competitive environment. And Caden Gooley, uh, a lot of people after his Memorial Cup run, want to see more from him after that. And I, I get that people are disappointed they didn't play in the red and white game. But at the same time, there are eight preseason games this year. And based on the injuries that are piling up, and we will get into that in our next segment, I have a very, I don't want to say angry rant, but like some frustration to express with that. And I'm I'm excited. Like you have Slavkovsky, potentially Meshar playing against Simon Nemich. And that's all three first round Slovakian picks from this past year's draft and three best friends. And that's a storyline in and of itself because Slavkovsky did not play the devil's team at the Buffalo showcase when Simon Nemec was playing Philip Mayshar did. And I am, I'm, I'm kind of giddy to see what Slavkovsky does in an environment where he's not playing against prospects and that he's not playing against his own teammates. Cause by all accounts, he's at a very good training camp so far. And I am giddy to see what our Slovakian giant can do uh, in an actual competitive game now. There are so many players that I can't wait to see over the course of these eight games. And I hope that there's some that stick around until the very end. I, you know, I, w- I want to see maximum out of them. And we talked a little bit, you know, in the last couple of episodes, I got asked when I was on uh, absent minded, where do we think Caden Gooley starts the season? What, what is the starting lineup going to look like? And I'm so <laughs> excited to watch these players compete for a chance on the opening night roster because it's not, it's not that far away. It's a couple of weeks away at this point. It's I think technically three weeks away. Yes. The, October the... 12th is the first game. So yeah, about two and a half, three weeks, give or Something take. Something like that. Which yeah. is just nuts. Like, and it's, <laughs> it's like you said on half some mind and like you said here that it's like, everyone's playing for a spot every single day, someone, and we will get to our ops from training camp here, but every single day it's, it's there's a few names that are sticking repeatedly that we see coming up in training camp, but then we see oh it's Jack Guy today, and then it's you know William Trudeau, and then oh uh, Miguel Torini made a nice play, oh Arbor Jack Guy made a nice play and didn't commit a homicide. Like every every day is something different, and that's the benefit to having so many people at camp is everyone's getting reps, and you every now and then you kind of unearth someone that you weren't expecting to be good, like Jack Guy was last year no one knew who this kid was. And then he showed up and got an NHL deal out of it. Like the, the game against the devil is going to, I, it's not going to tell us everything, but it's going to give us our first real look at a lot of these guys after what I'm sure was a frustrating off season. A lot. No one likes to lose. At least I don't think so. And now you're throwing in Caden Gooley who doesn't know how to lose. And Uri Slavkovsky who might be one of the most confident players in the league at 18 years old right now. It, it's exciting. And I, I keep saying that it sounds kind of cliche, but like, how can you not be romantic about the first real hockey game of the season, even if it's just in the preseason? Speaking of romantic, um, our boy, Ian, Ian <laughs> got married this weekend. I was very privileged to be able to watch it um, remotely. And it was a beautiful ceremony. So we just want to say congratulations to Ian. We love him very, very much. Uh, he's such a good friend of both of ours. He's a good friend of the show. If you've you know, watched or listened, you'll be familiar. And we wish him 
and his lovely bride. I don't know if we're going to say names. I don't, you know, I don't know if we're, you know, if it's okay without consent, I'm not going to, but we wish them a long and happy life together. And I have to say I was bawling before Ian even started saying his vows. It was a very beautiful ceremony. So congratulations to our buddy. I could not attend virtually because I had to do capitalism, but Ian, I want you to, I want you to, if you were watching this, look at me right now. Congrats on being the world's newest wife guy. I'm proud of you and I'm happy for both of you. And now we move on from wife guys to training camp where we have our three up and three down. And we're going to jump right into who we think could be standing to a little bit more as training camp goes on. And that's all coming up next. But first, our next partner has a product that I use every day, especially with the winters here in Buffalo. And that is Athletic Greens, which gives you 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start my day right. It helps my gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things can be helped if you take Athletic Greens every single day. Take it in the morning. It's great. It's got all the vitamins and everything that I need to help kickstart my day. Because sometimes I can't always have breakfast, but there was Athletic Greens to help get me through that. And tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big benefits It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important in the upcoming winter months. Getting dark earlier, you need more sunlight. Trust me, you don't want to skimp on this. You'll feel better. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. And it's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of cup in a water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians, and as everyone knows, every Monday during the season, we do our three up and three down for the given week, and since we've had an actual week of things happening, we are going to start with that. We're going to start with our down uh, segment here because we never like to end on a bad note. We always want to end on a positive note on this show, even if the team isn't great, and my first down is just the luck of this team is that everyone is so excited that the Montreal Canadiens are back. Nick Suzuki is captain. Josh Anderson is handsome. Joel Edmondson is wearing an A and looks healthy. And what happens? They are all injured. The first day of camp, Nick Suzuki out two weeks. Joel Edmondson out indefinitely. Josh Anderson is day-to-day. And why? Because Nick Suzuki and Joel Edmondson ran into each other practicing together. And now they are both out injured. And I'm just like, if they didn't have bad luck, the Canadians, it seems, would have, like, no luck at all sometimes. And it doesn't appear that anything is serious. They do sound – Jeff Gordon was on TSN 690 and a couple of other places. He sounded upbeat about this. But, Laura, I got to say, finally getting to training camp and doing testing, and the first thing you read is Nick Suzuki and Joel Edmondson are out for at least a couple of weeks is not how I wanted to start training camp this year. Absolutely not. And to be fair, Scott, you were the one who texted me when you saw the news. And I was like, already? (laughs) Um, 
it's a repeat of last year all over again. There's so many injuries, but you know, it's the preseason. If, I feel like if it was the regular season and they were like in remotely playing condition, they will, they would play. But since it's the preseason, they do have the luxury of rest, which I believe they should take advantage of. I think that it's fine. You know, from all reports, things are going to be okay. It's just, uh, it, it's just one of those things where we waited so long to see these players again, particularly these guys that we love watching and these guys that we enjoy as people and uh, now they're injured and, and that's, you know, but at the same time that gives other people an opportunity to play more in training camp and really show more of what they have. So it's always, there's always a silver lining to everything. And for me, that's what I'm going to take. Yeah. And it's like, it's not the end of the world, but like for Joel Edmondson, it's kind of frustrating because he battled through that back injury last year, which was so tough. And, you know, we, you never want anyone to be injured and you want people to be able to play, uh, Luckily, like it said, they don't expect it to be long-term or anything serious. Joel Edmondson is the most serious of that. They said indefinite, but that could just be precautionary. They're being very cautious with Nick Suzuki. They said if there was a game, Nick Suzuki would be playing, which is also a kind of a dangerous mindset, I think, for uh, uh, hockey. But that's you know neither here nor there. Uh, it's kind of hard to find a whole lot of things to be frustrated with in camp overall. Uh one of the things I pointed out is that there, and I don't think it's every veteran. There are some vets that it seems very much that like they know they've made the team. So in like the three on three scrimmages or four on four, the the effort isn't there. And you see the effort from guys who are clawing for every spot. Someone like Anthony Richard, I think has had a very strong training camp and we'll get to him. I just don't want complacency to set in because it sets a very bad mindset. Um, for the rest of the young guys here, like you want them, everyone to work hard every single shift, every single game. Exactly. And it's not like, I mean, I'm trying to just like, who are the old players on this team? I mean, Carey Price is not playing, right? He's one of the oldest players on the team. Brendan Gallagher is, you know, he, he's to me, he's like what I can think of the most veteran of veterans on this team. And I think it's because of his, his longevity as well. So I think for me, everybody else kind of has the ability to bring it. I'm, I'm not, you know, like, and they have that responsibility to do that. I, and I think that's absolutely it is that it's like, I, I don't want to place the blame on anyone because it's like, if you're coming off a of summer, you got to get, you got to shake the rust off. You got to shake this off. It's not easy. Like if it was easy, everyone would be able to do that. Uh, and like, I, the hardest part is I think we're only going to have uh, two down segments in this this week, just because it's like, they haven't played a game yet. It's hard to analyze guys playing against each other when everyone's kind of playing, you know, 70% speed hockey here. Like, it's not fair to say, oh, so-and-so looked bad, so-and-so looked this. No, they're playing against their teammates. You're not going to play full bore against your teammates. You're going to end up like that dude who can cuss Clark MacArthur at Sens camp. And we all know how that went. It was ugly and it was stupid and it was bad and everybody hated it. So, uh Laura, do you have anything to add before we kind of jump into our next segment then? No, not really. I do I do want to point out as well, though, that this is the time of year when everybody gets groin injuries. So trying to avoid that is pretty smart. <laughs> um, you know, it's always like any guy over like 27, like in the preseason, out with a groin injury, out with a groin injury. So you don't want to tweak that. You definitely don't want to tweak that. Um, and I think that's all. Is there is there a third thing that's not related to the Habs that you want to rant about? Um, hmm. Anchor bar wings are mid. 
that's that's what I've got. Um, I was we were step out Buffalo, who does a lot of like social media stuff uh, here in Buffalo. Asked, "What's your controversial Buffalo opinion?" That's it. Uh, don't fight me. You can ask Mark Dumont. We took him to Gabriel's Gate, and he will he will be right there with us. But uh, coming up in our final segment, it is the three up of the week. We have a lot to talk about here, plenty to talk about, and then we will let you go to enjoy the Habs playing the Devils, and that's all coming up next. We are back, Locked On Canadians. We have actual preseason hockey in the next coming hours, whenever you are listening or watching this show. It goes live at midnight on Monday. So thank you for subscribing, and please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your daily podcasts or on YouTube where you can see our faces as we talk about the Montreal Canadiens. My up for the week here. Uh, I've seen a lot of good things from training camp, but the I've seen a lot of praise for Evgeny Dodonov so far. And I think that's someone I'm really excited to see, even though they're not meant to be a big piece, but they're the kind of supporting piece. I think that's going to make the Canadians a much harder team to play against this year. I agree. Uh, I think, you know, he was in a tough situation with that trade slash no trade slash now I'm stuck slash a team doesn't want me and I have to perform for them. All of that stuff, like he was in a tough situation, but he got traded to Montreal and, you know, he he embraced it. You could tell when they introduced him and his spouse to all the facilities and uh, and everything like he came over and, and, you know, you could tell that he's just he's ready to go. He's ready to be a hockey player. He's ready to work hard. And, you know, I it's, it's not like I know he's going into a contract year and all of that. It's it would be very easy for him to just not bother or not try he doesn't need to he's already established but the fact that he's trying so hard to me it makes me feel good it makes me feel like this whole team's attitude is going to be right to start the season where last year it was not like there was an absence of leadership there was an absence of examples this year like they're starting out and everybody's following the same example yeah and i look at the role that he can play in that he's going to be kind of a a swiss army knife that he can play here he can play there he can play here he can play there there's options and that he's kind of a safety blanket player, kind of like a Brendan Gallagher or, you know, the departed Arturi Lekkinen now is that I can put you here and it's going to work. I can put you here and it's going to work. I can put you here and it's going to work. There are options for that. And it's the kind of player that I feel like we've been yelling at that they need. It's like, yeah, having a sniper is great in Mike Hoffman and Cole Caulfield and whatever. But if you don't have the support system for that, what's even the point of that? And, I'm I'm glad they went and one they got anything out of the Shea Weber trade. The fact that they didn't have to give up anything to get that contract off their books is nothing short of stunning, considering what it took Calgary to get rid of Sean Monahan's contract. Like that's a stunning bit of work by Ken Hughes. That even when Evgeny Dodonov inevitably gets traded at the trade deadline is a massive win in his book, and he's still going to be working. We know that it's a long preseason, still two and a half weeks. They got a lot of bodies here. Something's going to happen. And one of those bodies is it's a uh, fan favorite. It's Arbor Jackeye is next on my list. And I get that he's playing against his teammates, but he's making so many better decisions with the puck. He's utilizing his skating and physicality in the right ways and not, you know, seeking out hits every single time that might change in an actual game. But even watching him at the rookie tournament is you can see the process clicking that it's like, okay, I got to kind of rein things in a little bit. I got to know when to do that. And I think that's the proper step forwards for him. It's a maturity to his game. 
He has uh, he has freakish strength. He's a very tough kid. And I say kid because he's still young by NHL standards, but he has skating. He has offensive upside that I think many people aren't expecting and that they can focus that into, you know, what he, what he does on the ice there. The Canadians are going to be laughing that they got this kid for literally nothing. He was working at Costco when they brought him to training camp and he's going to potentially be in the NHL lineup this year. Arbor Jackai is one of my favorite stories. And the more I see of him, the more I love him. Like, I, I think for me, he was a player that I was hopeful would work out because they got him first, quote unquote, free. He was undrafted. He was invited. He, you know, I, I just think that he's paid it back in spades, like the faith that the Canadians put in him. And the fact that he has been able to kind of focus his, his impulse control has been phenomenal to see. I mean, you know, was somebody got mad at us on Friday for saying that his game wasn't too refined. So like, oh, you haven't watched him. Actually, we both have. We've watched a lot of him. We also I watched have him in, in person literally last week. <laughs> Come on. It, people just love to complain about everything we say. But at the same time, we're not always going to agree. But that's not what we meant when we said his, his game wasn't refined. What we meant was his impulse control seemed to be at the moment like or at that moment that he needed to work on it but it looks like he's perfectly capable of it right it looks yeah. like he is absolutely and the ohl is a totally different ball game and i get that you know tempers flare very differently there i also think that he's just everything about this is positive right and i just it, like i admired because like you, you mentioned he was working at costco and i think that i heard now i don't know again i wasn't there i don't want to put them but apparently like his opponents were making fun of him. And I was like, the man was earning an honest living and is now about to become a professional hockey player. Like he was working, like he was doing a job. Like, why are you insulting him for having a job for having gainful employment? Like that just makes me so upset. So it makes me so happy to see that he's a guy that, you know, the Canadians took a chance on and he was like, that's all I needed. I just needed that one opportunity to prove myself. And all he's been doing is proving himself. And this actually segues very nicely into my final up. And Laura, you can disagree if you want, but to the shock of no one, Owen Beck continues to be so, so good. And I'm not going to disagree, Scott, <laughs> at all. I love Owen Beck. It's just that you have a pet favorite and I have a pet favorite. That's all. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is I look at it and it's like Nick Suzuki's injury has been an absolute blessing for Owen Beck, who might not have... He would have earned opportunities. I have no doubt of that with how well he played at the rookie tournament in front of the Canadians coaching staff, in front of the management. There's no way they weren't going to give him as much of a shot as possible. But with them resting Nick Suzuki and Sean Monaghan not quite being ready yet, Owen Beck is seizing this opportunity and he continues to play such a smart, focused game. And I, 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 he's someone else like playing against opponents in the rookie showcase he was just dialed in. Like he had it down pat. He's winning face-offs. He's being in the right spot. Now he's got to do that when the speed's up a level, when the pace is up a level, when the physicality and strength is up a level. But he thinks things so well that I have no doubt that he's going to find success in that. And I don't think he's going to, you know, get regular season games here. Or he might end up with an entry-level contract at the end of all of this, though. He's played so well that I wouldn't be shocked if the Habs went, yup, we, I want this kid signed up now. And then you go, we're going to put you back in Mississauga, let you do your thing. You have your entry level deal. 
build on what you did last year and then come in next year. And I wouldn't be shocked if he challenges for an NHL spot next year. He's that smart. He's just got some growing to do, you know, in his game overall, but all the base levels are there for him to be a very strong NHLer sooner than we expected. I like that he's probably going back to Mississauga. So just to kind of bring things full circle in the beginning of the episode, when I said, I hope some of these guys stick around till the very end of training camp and they're the last cuts. Owen Beck was one of the people that I had in mind. I want to, it's not just so that we get to watch the most of him on our screens, uh, but I think that he's going to benefit the most playing against NHL players. I think that the way that he plays is so calm and so effortless. Like he is doing all the right things and he makes it like he's playing with this maturity level that is way beyond his years and his experience. And I love that. I also love that he's going back to Mississauga because one, that's not too far from you, Scott. Um, And also our good friend, Lauren Kelly can continue to scout him in the OHL. We can bring her back on to talk about Owen Beck and his latest um, exploits and developments. I really, I'm very positive about him, obviously. I also really, 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 really want to know about his time management skills as I look ahead to another Sunday night where I haven't done anything that I was supposed to do. And he managed to, uh, you know, excel in school as well as the OHL. But um, I just, I want to see more of what he has uh, until the end of this, until the end of this preseason. And I do agree with you that I don't think that he's going to get regular season games. But I do think that the Canadians are going to, they're going to accelerate his development. Like he's a recent draft pick, but they're going to accelerate his development based on what he's shown so far. You weren't kidding when you said Mississauga is close enough to me. It's only an hour and a half. For some reason, I thought it was further away than that. So like I I look at the OHL, there's Niagara, there's Hamilton, and then into Mississauga. And then if I go in the other direction, there's Kitchener and Guelph and everything. But like, oh man. I might have to hit up some OHL games this year now that, you know, it's a little bit easier to get back and forth across the border. Um, I do have a special shout out. Uh, Anthony Richard, Xavier Simino, guys who are going to like to be playing for the Rocket this year. Outstanding in the red and white scrimmage. They've been battling hard in camp scrimmages too. Anthony Richard, especially, I think, is trying to earn himself an NHL spot here. And he might surprise. He's been tenacious. And I think that's one why they're playing so many preseason games. They're going to give these guys as much field as possible and tell them to go get after it. So uh, that will wrap it up for us. Uh, We will be live, not live, but we will be recording after the Habs and Devils game on Monday. We have a special guest on Tuesday. Laura is working out some final details for a potential crossover episode later this week, potentially. And then after that, we will have programming note due to some uh, travel things happening. We will share those with you when they become clear. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're done checking us out, please check out Lockdown NHL, where all our local experts have all the details you need to catch up on all the daily news around the league and more. We will see you all next time.